Hey, hey, it's Neville Medora here with the stupid email for Friday, May 6, 2022. Stupid, of course, stands for swipe thought, uplifting picture, interesting, and drawing. Let's get started. So here is a great swipe. I actually really love this swipe because it makes me hungry, which is kind of the point. So this is an ad from 1969 when Pop-Tarts were first introduced. So in one image and a little bit of text, this ad shows what Pop-Tarts look like, what's inside of them, you know, the cherry filling stuff, how they're packaged, that they go in the toaster. It's got like a little toaster made out of a box kind of thing going on, the different flavors and the dimensions of the Pop-Tarts by showing a hand for scale. So I love this image. I think it's fantastic. And honestly, this ad makes me want a Pop-Tart. And like before they started actually sugarcoating them, this was the original Pop-Tart. And quite honestly, it looks delicious. <laughs> Here's a sponsored event. This is a little bit of a new thing. So if you're a freelance copywriter, for nine bucks, you can join the second annual Copywriting Summit on May 16th through 18th. I will actually be speaking at it. So this is for freelance copywriters. Sorry, this is not for you. But uh, if you want more clients, you're looking for better email converting list in search of strategies to create standout content that get shared around the internet for your freelancing business. So no matter what copywriting skill you're looking to build, the summit has got you covered. So there's a uh, 20 plus experts like Dickie Bush, JK Molina, uh, Rob Allen, uh, Samara Oasis, Neville Medora. Yes, I am speaking. So this is a big copy gathering and tickets on sale now. So you just click the little link and you can do it. You also get a bunch of like little free bonuses and stuff right now. But right now they're sending them to anyone who gets a ticket today. So May 16th, if you want to do it, I will be speaking there. Hope you join. Uh, here is a thought. So sometimes it's easier to just show a product rather than describe it. So this is an ad from Miro, a software company that just shows a team building out a communication workflow with a simple GIF. And it helps explain the product much better than with tons of text. And so here's the little ad it shows. It says, create a hub for cross-functional work that also show, shows all your other tools, centralized and standardized communications with Miro. And it shows a bunch of different contributors creating this whole marketing flow for a company all at once. And so you kind of get the idea like, oh, you can just see where everyone in the company is working on and what they're doing and the funnels that it's going through, all that kind of stuff in one. So uh, show, don't tell. Now, taking this concept even further, did you know that Amazon has a phone app and it's just like your regular Amazon shopping app and you can see an augmented AR reality view of what a product will look like in your home. So I've actually used this a bunch of times. That's why I know about it. And I always find it fascinating that more people don't know about it. I show it to my friends all the time. So for example, in this picture, I typed in shelf. I found some random product and I clicked view in your room. And what it does, it makes you point your phone at the floor for like two seconds. It figures out where the floor is and then it places the product anywhere in your room at scale. So you actually can't change the size of it because it wants to show what it actually looks like. And as you move it back into your room, it gets smaller or forward, it gets bigger. And you can walk around in your room and it shows this like photorealistic view of what that shelf would look like there, um, including shadows and everything. It, it's quite remarkable that this works. And I've actually picked out some of my furniture doing this method. So you're looking at Amazon and you're like, well, how big is this item? Is it going to fit in my space? Blah, blah, blah. And you just click view in your room and there it is. Like you literally see it with your own two eyes. So instead of describing what the shelf is like and the dimensions, Amazon just took it a step further unless you see the damn thing in your own house. Pretty awesome. Here's something uplifting. I don't know if it's uplifting to you, but it's uplifting to me. And um, I pay 600 bucks a month, which is a lot, to have a guy from mybodytutor.com call me every day at 10.15 a.m. and ask what I ate when I'm going to work out, what I'm going to do during that workout, and what I'm going to eat today. 
Now, this seems like a lot of money to have someone just call you and say that, but it's like a trained coach who, you know, coaches other people and all that stuff. So he knows, you know, when you're breaking your habits and all that kind of stuff and what to do. And honestly, this has been incredibly transformative on my eating habits. So here's the thing. I've never had a problem consistently working out. I've actually been pretty good about that throughout the years and never had a problem with that. But for two years, I was trying to hit a certain fitness goal, like a certain weight. And I just kept missing it. Like I would always almost get it and then not get it and then almost get it and not get it. And this daily accountability has made me get it. Um, in fact, in like two or three months, I hit the weight that I wanted uh, that quick. Also, the fact that I'm shelling out good money for this probably keeps me on track too. Like I take it seriously because I'm spending so much money. So I've never had a problem with consistently working out, but my problem is pigging out on junk food. Um, so not like McDonald's or anything. I cut out a lot of that stuff a long time ago. Um, I don't drink a lot of sodas, but at the same time, I just eat food that's not great or I'd eat too much or I'd snack. So especially when I go to a party, there's one of those chartreuse boards or whatever, man, I will eat that whole damn thing. Um, I'll, I'll drink drinks and I'll be like, oh, well I'm out. I can, I can drink a drink and eat all this food at a restaurant. In reality, when I track all that food, I'm like, holy crap, I went way over my calorie limit for the day. No wonder I'm gaining calories. I'm gaining weight. So um, that's always been my problem that I, I eat well throughout certain times and at a party, I, I, I do bad. So because of this consistency, I've started doing a lot of more cooking myself just to kind of learn like what's in food. Like uh, I wasn't a big cook before. So I started cooking myself a lot more and it's been really interesting to see how healthy I can make a meal. So for example, for lunch, I would always get full and kind of fall asleep. And now I'll do like beets and avocado and green beans and some steak. It takes me roughly 10 minutes to make all this. Um, you know, having a grill outside is very helpful. And I'll eat that and feel fantastic afterwards. I won't feel tired. I'll feel satisfied. I feel really full for a long time. And I honestly just feel, feel better. And I lose weight because I'm not eating so much. So here's some pictures of stuff I've been eating. Um, I wish I had some even better pictures, but these are all pretty good. And then if I'm really feeling crazy, I'll make something like sushi or something like that. But man, it's been uh, really fun making healthier meals. And I've, had, I've bought meals before where you can have like a chef deliver you meals and everything you still don't know what's inside of it. So cooking them myself, I've been very, very cognizant of what's inside of it. And also I make a lot of steak and stuff on the grill. And man, when I go to a restaurant, I almost cannot eat the steak. And I realize from watching all these videos, it's because of butter. Um, I read the Anthony Bourdain book and he's like, why does restaurant food always taste better than the stuff you make at home? And he's like, the answer is butter. They make everything in butter. And so they just add a lot of oil, a lot of butter, all this stuff. And man, after cooking meat at home, just with salt and pepper on it and literally zero else, um, I can 100% tell the difference when something's just loaded up with butter. It just almost makes my stomach hurt because I'm not used to it. So anyways, making healthier meals has been a, an uplifting thing for me. Um, here's a picture. So in my experience, Twitter has been the fastest online to in real life friend-making platform out there. So here's me and Rohan Jahur uh, from, from DM to hanging out in 48 hours. He was just like, hey man, love your stuff. You want to come hang out at my place by my pool? And I'm like, cool. So I went there and now we're friends. And honestly, this year I've met a ton of friends through Twitter. And it kind of reminds me of the early days of blogging when you would read people's blogs, somehow communicate with the person via email or maybe early Facebook or something like that, and then meet up when traveling to their city or at a conference. And this is how I met a lot of my close friends, uh, Sam Parr, Noah Kagan, all just friends I met. Well, we just used to read each other's blogs. Isn't that funny? So Twitter seems to be the, uh, the new town square for that kind of thing. Here's something interesting. So speaking of Twitter, there's so many social networks. Which one do you focus on? There are so many. There's TikTok, Twitter, Reddit, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, 
uh, make your own blog, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, all the other stuff out there. So in this recent post, I reported on three questions to help uh, you ask yourself so you can decide where to focus your energy if you want to make content and gain an audience. So here's the, just to summarize the post for you so you don't have to read the whole thing. Number one is what channels do I have a natural advantage at, right? So which are you good at? Maybe you have a, a very succinct, quick style. So maybe TikTok, short Instagrams are your style. For me, it's a longer style. So um, I like YouTube better. Number two, where will you enjoy spending one to three year time, one to three years of your time on a platform? So I love playing on Twitter already. So building an audience on Twitter is, you know, kind of a natural thing for me. But if I hated Twitter, imagine having to be on there every day. That would just not be great for you. And number three, what main channel helps you create cascading content? So what that means is ultimately it's best when you create one type of content that cascades or waterfalls down into many different types of content. So for me, it's like this. It's a blog post that turns into a YouTube video script that turns into social media posts, mainly Twitter and LinkedIn. So that means if I write one blog post, it creates a nice SEO asset that then allows me to make other content. So like a YouTube video asset and then social media content. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And lastly, here is a drawing. And uh, this is focusing on the shortening of information. So I love the shortening of information. It lets you pick and choose your desired level of depth and mastery. So for example, if you want to learn to cook an egg, you can choose your desired depth of knowledge on the different platforms. So for example, let's say I just, I cracked an egg, I put it in the skillet and I'm like, ah, damn, I don't really know how to do this. On 30 seconds, I can learn on TikTok how to make an egg. In 15 minutes, I can go on YouTube and watch Gordon Ramsay teach me how to make an egg. Also on YouTube, I can find an hour long thing, uh, like a class on how to, how to make an egg, like something really, really in depth, all about making eggs. If I want to spend more time, I could spend two hours on a book. If I want to spend even more time, I could spend six hours taking a course, like a masterclass on cooking an egg. Um, and if I really want to spend some real time, I could spend a hundred hours going to some sort of culinary school for this. Um, this illustration by Janice Ozelin kind of shows that it's actually hard to make short content. Because I always thought if you make long content, it's harder and shorter content's easier. In fact, as I've tried making shorter content, I've kind of noticed that making a quick Instagram reel or TikTok video often takes as much time editing a long video, which, which is a little bit counterintuitive because if you're making a really fast, quick edited video, it often takes as many edits as a longer YouTube video. So um, I always thought that was kind of interesting and that you can write something in 15 minutes, but to make it shorter actually takes longer. But the compression of information allows you to uh, pick and choose your depth of information. And I love that we can now do that with pretty much any single subject. Anyways, I hope you enjoy these little tidbits. I hope you have a happy Friday. If you want to join the copywriting course, go to copywritingcourse.com slash join. We have a, a $97 a month plan, which is awesome. You stay as little or as long as you want. You get all the stuff included. So I'd highly suggest you join right now. Check it out. Or follow me on Twitter at NevMed. And if you want, you can go to that copywriting summit that I was talking about. Uh, that was a sponsored post on the, uh, the blog today. And I am actually going to speak there also. So I will see you later. My name is Neville Medora. This has been Friday, May 6, 2022 for the Stupid Email. Talk to you later.